Welcome to Today in Prophecy on End Times TV. I'm Tom Hughes. My guest for part two is Olivier Melnick. And Olivier, you have your book, End Times Antisemitism, that is available on newantisemitism.com. A fantastic book. You. you gave it to me a while back. I, I got to meet you at a conference, a prophecy conference. You were speaking at David Hawking's conference. I was speaking yeah. there. Right. And what a joy. Uh, in part one, we talked a little bit about your Jewish history and the Holocaust and your family. We talked about the rise of anti-Semitism in the world mm -hmm. and, uh, and also uh, Christians being able to reach Jews and what the baggage is. We're going to get into that in uh, just a few minutes, but I, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Um, as we watch, it appears that a lot of Jews are, are uh, doing uh, what's called Aliyah. They're, they're returning to Jerusalem for various reasons. Um, it appears that that's going to continue to take place. I believe so. Yeah. And, but right now, we've witnessed something, to me, it's remarkable in the world, when President Donald Trump announced moving the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Has that changed the dynamic of things? I think it's changed the relationship between Israel and the U.S. It's given Israel a new hope about our relationship because, let's face it, prior administration didn't do a whole lot of good things for uh, our relationship with Israel. Uh, and so this president made some promises and he's uh, fulfilling his promises. I, I think uh, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. It's, it's a clear in the Bible and it's always been that way. And uh, here's a president who's trying to deliver on his promises. Uh, I don't know if he will be remembered as the most liked president because he says a lot of things that are... That people you know, don't like. Yes, <laughs> but he will, he will probably be remembered as the president who accomplished the most. And that's, every president before him said they were going to do it. Yeah. And then just, you know, talk. Just talk so they can get elected. Right. Trump has actually done this. I, I find it a remarkable thing. Uh, reading Jewish history and going back to the days of Nazi Germany and Kristallnacht, or the Night of the Broken Glass. Um, I think of that, and I think of Trump's announcement to move the embassy, and immediately the UN came against this. Uh, pretty much all of Europe has come against it, almost all of Europe. I shouldn't say all of Europe. A few countries supported yeah. him, I think like Albania, so some odd countries you would not think yeah. of, uh, but most of the European Union came, them, yeah. came because the European Union is not in favor of Israel either. So Right, and then so we have that, and obviously a, a lot of the Islamic countries, but not all of them. Some of them have even voiced support, definitely uh, behind the scenes. So I find it interesting, but nevertheless, it has caused this, the, the division, you can, you can even see it greater now, of people rising up. We're going to do everything we can against the Jewish people in Israel. We don't like this. Right. And so I, I look at this like very significant for a number of reasons. I believe Jerusalem is the capital of the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. I also believe Jerusalem is the capital of God. He's, he's, it's the apple of his eye. Right. And the Lord is going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. Absolutely. So it's a spiritual battle, is yeah. it not? God, oh, absolutely. It's a spiritual battle. God does not need Donald Trump to announce Jerusalem is the capital of yeah. Israel. Okay? It's in the Bible. You can it's read in it Bible. in the Bible. Yeah. It's all there. And, and the, 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 the end of the story takes place in Jerusalem. And it's, we haven't seen the end of the story yet. So, uh, but it's, 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 dividing, uh, it's dividing the world even more so. And, 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 but America has been very divided since the election of Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I recently I noticed and I noticed that everything that Donald Trump does or not that so much that he does, but everything that happens in the world ends up being his fault if it's bad. 
Yeah. And and I thank him for that because if there's we, a hurricane, it's his fault. Exactly. And I thank him for that because we the Jews have been the scapegoats of humanity for two thousand years and he's taking the load off yeah. us for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So we're sharing the load of we're you know, guilty of everything. And then uh but he's, uh, that was a bold move, and I think we haven't seen the end of it yet. Oh, we have, we have definitely not seen the end of it. He also prayed at the Whaley Wall. Right. I found that interesting. Uh, before Donald Trump uh, was elected president, Netanyahu was taking a lot of heat from the world press, and yeah. the focus has gone off of him right. over to Trump, too. Yeah. A remarkable thing. So, but you, there's just such a hatred by the U.N. Yeah. against Israel. Is that... Uh, what's, it didn't start that? that way, and it's well, you know, a lot of the countries within the UN are um, Arab countries. You know, the majority of them. So uh, there is a an agenda. There's a like you said, not every Arab country uh, is against Israel, but the majority of them are, and so uh, they pass the most resolutions they pass against any country is against Israel by quite a, a large number, and. Uh, it's it's a disgrace, really, when you think about what the you know, and the and UNESCO within the UN is also you know doing things and you know, recognizing Palestine as a as a as a bona fide uh, country as a you know as a state and or calling uh, uh, the Welling Wall the the, the Temple yeah. Mount is not a Jewish site. I'm I'm expecting as a Frenchman, I'm expecting the other shoe to drop, and any day UNESCO is going to announce that the Eiffel Tower is not French. Yeah. <laughs> they, they might as well. They might yeah. as well. Yeah. It's that ludicrous. It is. When I look at, you look at Jerusalem, there's absolutely no Palestinian history there at all. In archaeology, and you can find Roman history, Greek history, obviously Jewish history. They can date things all the way back to the time of David yeah. when he took Jerusalem from the Jebusites. You, you can look at all these things. There's no, there's, no, there's no such thing as a Palestinian history. No. And uh, it's, it's what UNESCO is doing. But people are believing it. Yeah. You know, there's so many people, they turn on the media and they just believe whatever these reports are because it seems they don't want to know the truth. And it's what's really sad to me is that a lot of Gentile Christians, you know, you know we're, all, we're all in the body of Messiah, Jews and Gentiles together, but a lot of Gentile Christians are not very well educated about the topic and they'll just buy the whole thing, hook, line, and sinker, like, you know, poor Palestinians and, and, they, and it's not helping uh, their relationship with the Jewish people, which already, has already been really tainted by 2,000 years of, of yeah. historical anti-Semitism. So uh, I wish they would really look for facts a little more yeah. because there's no, there's no factual evidence about a Palestinian people, Palestinian language, culture, food, history. It's all Arab countries. Yeah. The whole thing's just made up. It's all fabricated. Yeah. Fake news is what we might call it. Um, well, I want to get to some of the Christian history against the Jews in just a minute. But I want to ask you this before we get there mm -hmm. and how somebody can reach Jewish, a Jewish person with the truth of the gospel. Um, when I look at Israel, I look at the Israeli economy. It seems to be doing quite well. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any reasonable explanation for that? Well, because we Jews are better than anybody else. <laughs> no, no. There's, we, well, you know what? God did tell the, the Jewish people, I believe it's the book of Deuteronomy, that I gave you the ability to make riches. Right. And I look at that. It did come from God. There's certain things, but it is interesting. Jewish people have always been very creative. We're also, we like higher learning. Jewish people like to learn. Uh, um, and part of what's happened in the last 2,000 years 
many ways we've been forced into yeah. becoming doctors and becoming lawyers and becoming bankers. Why? Because we couldn't own anything. Mm -hmm. We couldn't own property. We couldn't be part of a guild. We couldn't own land. So we had to do things that we could take with us when they would kick us out of a country into the next. Expulsion after expulsion. You can't take your stuff. When we left, when the Spanish Jews left in 1492, they left everything behind. They couldn't take anything. So what do you do? You take the law, you take medicine because it's in your head. You go to another place, yeah. you practice again. So we, uh, we were forced into higher, lear uh, higher learning and, uh, and we've been, uh, you know, I was talking this morning at a, a different location. I was talking about the myth of the greedy Jew. You know, Jews are greedy. We're not greedy. We were forced into banking because Christians could not borrow from other Christians. So they borrowed yeah, from the this Jews. Is true. And then the it, kings yeah. put a tax on the Jews, so they had to raise the interest rate. So all those things happen because of a reason. It's all part of that 2,000 yeah. years of history. It is a remarkable thing. People do not understand that aspect of it. And they also don't understand. And, and well, I, I, I'm going to point out this with the economy. Also, God tells us that in the last days that Israel is going to flourish. And we're watching it. Ultimately, it's going to really flourish during the millennial kingdom. Right. But you watch the desert bloom now, and, and you watch the houses being built. You, it, is, it is really a remarkable thing. Every time I visit Israel, which is as often as possible, I, I love it. And it's just so neat to see what's happening. Such a tiny country. And then, you know, when you drive in Israel, you've been there many times, and I've been there a few times too, and I don't want to sound uh, racist or judgmental. When you drive in Israel and you go through, you drive in Israel and you go through Palestinian territory, you see the difference. Yeah. There is a difference. Yeah. There, there, There's there, a care for the land. There, there, there's a difference. There's totally a difference in the care for the land and the care of one's goods also. Yeah. Uh, the, and quite frankly you see in the palestinian neighborhoods not caring for their own property yeah. and uh but it is it is what it is so i look at this and i see god's hand of blessing and you can't get away from the bible teaching us that the jews are god's chosen people uh, but with that comes a price it was it was tavia in fiddler on the roof why couldn't you have just chosen somebody else right. because of the pogroms right? Right. right so you have that and you can see it that there is the person you already talked about it getting kicked out of country from country you have to take with you what you can and even even learning how to save because because you're going to need to save right. you know all these different things that would have developed over the centuries so with that christian anti-semitism has been here from the beginning of the church and a lot of christians do not get that mm -hmm. i can you can go all the way back to the time of the book of Revelation in 90-95 AD when yeah. the Apostle John wrote it, there was already anti-Semitism in the church oh, yeah. at, at that time. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's true. But you follow that throughout the history. and it's Anti-Semitism is from Satan. He wants to destroy Israel and destroy the Jews because they're God's people, the apple of God's eye. And he's, he's done throughout history everything he can, subcontracting his hatred to all kinds of people, even within the church. And today, for instance, with the boycott, divestment, sanction movement, you know, boycott Israel. Uh, uh, but going back to Genesis 12, 3, you know, you're asking me, how, how, what do you think Israel is doing so well? Well, let me, let me do the very Jewish thing. Let me answer a question with another question, okay. you know. Yeah. I, I, I would actually say, let's not worry about how well Israel is doing. Let's worry about how well you can be doing as a Gentile by blessing Israel. Because if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. If you bless the Jews, you'll be blessed. If it, uh, a bless, I'll bless those who bless thee, I'll curse those who curse thee. That's Genesis right. That, that Ge 12, verse 3. Genesis 12, 3. And God did not add a third option. If you don't know what you want to do, you sit on the fence, I'll sit on the fence yeah. with you. No, it's black or white. Yeah. You know, it's curse or blessing. 
and uh, and I, I think that's important. And the, the Christians have been uh, uh, mis misled, misinformed since the, the closing of the Bible. There's a whole history of Christian anti-Semitism. It, it didn't. What happened in the Holocaust did not happen in a vacuum. It was a, a progressive thing. It started as theological anti-Judaism, uh, just difference of, of opinion. You you worship three gods, we worship one god. You believe in this, you know, we don't. You know, d disagreement, you know, like around the coffee table, so to speak. And then it became this racial anti-Semitism. It grew over time. And uh, if I may, I want to give you the, the, this picture of a, of a suitcase, the, what I call the Christian baggage. There's a suitcase that you enter any room when you go into a relationship with a Jewish person, you want to talk to them. You as a Christian, as a Gentile Christian, you enter the room and you put down two large suitcases and in them are the pogroms, the Inquisition, the, the Crusades, the Holocaust, Martin Luther, the Black Plagues, all those things. You don't know much about those things, but your Jewish friend knows everything. So here you come with a luggage that you cannot get rid of, you cannot ignore, you cannot leave it home. It's with you. Your Jewish friend knows all about it. And you invite your Jewish friend to church. You say, you know, Jesus loves you, come to my church. Oh yeah, what about the pogroms? What about the Inquisition? What about the Holocaust? And most Christians don't have an answer. They go like, uh, I don't know. And this is a luggage you have. You have that baggage with you as a Christian because of 2,000 years of Christianity, of, of anti-Semitism from the church, from real Christians, I, I'm not going to say. Yeah. Some yes, some not, some not so, so real. But it's there. It's part of history. Mm -hmm. You cannot erase it. Yeah. You have to be aware of it so you can respond to it better. Yeah. So I look at that, and it, so, so many Jews have questions. Even when you go over to Israel, you're looked at as with some skepticism right. if you're a Christian on a tour. Um, I know that the Jews have experienced from evangelical Christians more grace than from other Christian groups. But how do you determine what an evangelical Christian is? It's especially tough. in our day and age. Yeah, well, especially. But uh, I, I look at the words of the Lord in the Gospel of John, by your love they will know you. They'll know that you're mine. Um, is there a, a, a better way to show the Jewish person other than legitimately caring um, for them to know Jesus, to have a door that opens up. You need to care, you need to, you need to love, you need to care, you need to have compassion, but that does not replace the message, the simple message of the gospel, and that needs to be heard. In Romans, we're told that, you know, we need to speak the yeah. gospel, we need to, they need to hear the message. Now, how do you do it? You do it like Paul. Paul didn't use the New Testament. He didn't have the New he Testament. Have, no. He didn't have yeah. it. He, he, he was he, writing it. <laughs> he, exactly. He went to the Old Testament. So how do you talk to a Jewish person? This is the way I, I like to do it. I like to tell a Jewish person, listen, I want to talk to you about God, if they're interested, okay? And I say, I, you place a lot of importance, talking to a Jewish person, you place a lot of importance in the Jewish Talmud and the commentaries from the rabbis. Me, not so much. I know they're, 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 they're well-written, they're, they're good, there's a lot of wisdom, but that's not the Word of God. But I place a lot of importance on the New Testament, but you don't believe it is the Word of God. So I'm going to put my New Testament aside for a second, and I'm going to ask you to put the commentaries from the rabbi aside for a second. What we have left is the Tanakh, the Jewish Bible. Can we look for answers in that, and then you start studying from Genesis through the rest of the Old Testament, leaving all... We don't deny the New Testament. We put it aside yeah. to gain trust, because I say, you put your stuff aside, I put mine aside. Let's work on our common ground. The Jewish Bible. I love that. In fact, when Jesus uh, spoke to the the disciples on the road to Emmaus, what was he doing? He's he's showing them the Old Testament. That's right. Unfolding the Messiah in the Old exactly. Testament. Exactly. Exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
Oh, Olivia, I wish we had more time, but we're out of time. But again, your book is End Times Anti-Semitism, which can be found at newantisemitism.com. There it is. Excellent book. Uh, you talk about these and a lot of other things within this book. And uh, people can get a, a hold of a copy. Where's it, where can they get that again? At the, uh, at, on my website at newantisemitism.com. It's, yep. it's available to order on that website. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Any, anything else you want to share with everybody before we leave? Uh, no, just don't be shy. Uh, you know, uh, just remember for the, for the audience, remember that in John 3, Nicodemus went to Yeshua, to Jesus, saying, like, hey, I'm part of the Sanhedrin, I'm Jewish, I'm, I'm a rabbi, so I'm saved, I'm in the club. And then Jesus said, no, you must be born again. So don't be shy. Uh, it's not easy to get people like me uh, to believe in Yeshua, but it's, it's a great blessing. So be bold with the gospel. Amen. Thank you very much, Olivier. Been great having you here. And until next time, God bless. <music>